I'm not a big vampire fan to begin with. Yeah, but it's all about vampires and werewolves. Okay, maybe I've matured a little bit in like 10 years or whatever and I just put it to the side. They fight. That's the whole thing. With guns. With guns? Well, certain kind of guns. With special um, silver bullets, obviously, for the werewolves. And I think they're UV bullets that the werewolves use against the vampires. They glow purple. I'll have to give it and a try. And the production value is pretty up there. Damn. I'm going to buy. See, I don't normally go to the vampire. Like, I won't go to, like, um, what's that one? Wesley Snipes Blade? Trinity? Whatever oh, that yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. I just, I was never a vampire werewolf person to begin with ever. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. I'm like... As you'll hear it's not in the dumb. Vampire, you're dumb. In the vampire thing, I'm totally <laughs> going to rip it a new asshole because it's all crap. <sighs> I might have to carry the flag for this episode. You might have to. Maybe. It's all right. I'll be the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb. Is this a start? Actually, I started like two minutes ago. <laughs> I can cut stuff out. <laughs> During the Middle Ages, especially from the 15th to the 17th century, Europe was under the dark shadow of ignorance and superstitions. Towns were underdeveloped and people lived near woods. The fear of wolves was like a nightmare. Their attacks were so frequent and atrocious in nature that people even feared to travel from one place to another. Every morning, countryside people would find half-eaten human limbs scattered on their fields. The first recorded werewolf sighting took place around the countryside of a German town, Cologne and Bedburg, in 1591. An old age pamphlet describes those shivering moments vividly. Few people cornered a large wolf and set their dogs upon it. They started to pierce it with sharp sticks and spears. Surprisingly, the ferocious wolf did not run away, or it tried to protect itself. Rather, it stood up and turned out to be a middle-aged man. His name was... Peter Stubby, from the same village. Stubby was put on a torture wheel, where he confessed to 16 murders, including two pregnant women and 13 children. The history behind his downfall was rather bizarre. He started to practice sorcery when he was only 12 and was so obsessed with it that he even tried to make a pact with the devil. Wearing a magic girdle, he started to attack his enemies, real or imaginary. After several months, he would take the guise of a wolf and he continued with his evil acts with more brutality. In the, in the wolf form he used to tear up victims' throats and suck warm blood from their veins. Gradually his thirst for blood grew, and he roamed around the fields in search of prey. The savagery of his crimes was beyond imagination. The trial, re <clears throat> the trial recorded motions of, mentioned a few of those. Once two men and a woman were walking along the roadside, they went through the forest Stubby used to hide in. He called one of them into the forest. When the man did not return for a long time, the second one followed his trail and also disappeared into the forest. With both men that didn't return for a long time, the, women ran, the woman ran for her life. Later, two mangled corpses were recovered from the forest, but the woman's body was never, never found. It is believed that Stubby had devoured it all. Young girls playing together or milking the cows in the fields were his frequent victims. He used to chase them like a hound, catch the slowest one, rape and kill her. Then he would drink hot blood and eat tender flesh from her body. 
However, the most gruesome sin he committed was upon his own son. He took him to a nearby forest, cracked the poor child's skull open, and ate the brain from it. No punishment could, imagine, could match the magnitude of Subby's crime. His flesh was pulled off with a red-hot pincer, his arms and legs were broken, and he was finally decapitated. His carcass was burnt to ashes. The magistrate of Bedburg built a grim monument remembering the ghastly incident. Workmen put the torture wheel atop of a tall pole with Stubby's head above it, structured with the likeness of a wolf. Sixteen pieces of yard-long woodcuts were hung from the rim of the wheel, commemorating poor souls of the victims. The words of Stubby's trial and execution spread across the lands in no time. His brutality, atrocities, and savagery were beyond human comprehension, and he was readily related with the behavior of a wolf. People started to believe that such individuals with the shadow of the wolves were living among them. They named them werewolves. Scary. Oh, they're kind of cute, actually. Is it a wolf or a wolf? <laughs> no. It's a wolf. I could not do that the right way. I would not give proper credit. Can you please just say wolf every time you say wolf for the Werewolf. rest of the episode? <laughs> Intentional, all the way. Wow, well that was a really uh, grim way to start the show. <laughs> yep. You know, it could have been a Halloween episode. For nothing Halloween. like, you know, eating some flesh and cracking skulls. And eating cracking brains. skulls, breaking backs. Well, if you guys saw the video that I was watching when, when the wolves were hauling here, some of them were kind of cute. They're like little dogs. So you want them Big as Big dogs. Yeah. Oh. Can you howl like a wolf? No. Try it. I can howl like a wolf. Try it. A wolf. <laughs> that would be your wolf howl? <laughs> your dead meat. <laughs> Jeff, what is your wolf howl? Ow! Yeah, you lose Rob. Rob's getting eaten. crazy right now. You are not the leader of the pack. Sorry to tell you. So that little that little tidbit. Our, our parababble neighbors are probably like what exactly is right. right now? They should know tidbit. by now that all things all bets are off when it comes to this parababble studio. There's yeah, there's no bets anywhere. Yeah. Are we only talking about werewolves today? I don't know. Are we? No. What goes with? What goes with a good werewolf? Did you say unfortunately not? Am I the only one that's excited to talk about vampires at all? I think so. I think so. What? You're carrying that flag, sister. Oh, goodness. The vampire will eat the werewolf. The other way around. No. Vampire will win. Oh, heck yeah. Vampire will win. They always win. You've seen Underworld. They always win. When do they ever lose? I know. I, I always like the werewolf, though. Wolf. Harry Wolf's. No. Yeah. No. All right. So, are we gonna get into this? I guess we could. We're gonna wolf it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need my sunglasses. I'm afraid of the sun. Uh. It's too bright in here for me. Is it? Yes. All right. Well, we dim the studio lights. I mean, if I could literally be any supernatural being, it probably would be a vampire. They live forever. And they're usually pretty good looking. That is the lure of them. Mm-hmm. But it would be like the vampire like that wouldn't be able to go out during the day? Or like one of those cheap ones that can go out You couldn't take the day. a walk to the park with them? Um, or like strict? No, I would be a traditional vampire. Like, I would go to night school and have 75 master's degrees. I would no, go to the opera at night. No garlic. 
No reflection. Nope. Can't touch across. I don't do that Most anyway. Most of us can anyway, yeah. <laughs> For some of it, I fit right in. Yes, no, maybe so. Maybe. Technical difficulties. We're out. <laughs> We're good. No, no detective. We're just looking at each other going, vampires. So yeah. why are we doing vampires and werewolves, though? Where because we missed it for Halloween? I don't know. Why are uh, we doing this? No. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have anything better to do? <laughs> it's Parababble. Didn't we get some fan mail at some point that talked about a werewolf vampire oh, show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we listen to our emails from our listeners, don't we? Yes. So we you two had to suck it up and do something that maybe you weren't necessarily that interested in for the benefit of our listeners. Well, that's how it works. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure that every show or episode that we do, there's probably a little bit of like, Ugh. I know there's on my part sometimes. Well, that's good to know, isn't it, Rob? Yeah. That Jeff really doesn't ever want to do the show? Well, wait, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. There's episodes where you go, all right, how did you like doing the crime scene cleaning one? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a story. That's what I mean. That's like, okay, I thought it was a great idea. It kind of flopped. So if you guys are listening out there, what episode, whatever that was, it's, 18, know, 15, was. if you want to learn how to clean up a crime scene, listen to that episode. It's kind of dark and uh, but yep. it proved to be not one of our better ones just because of the subject content and yeah. death, but that's what I mean. Like okay. vampires tonight, I... You know what? They're all hogwash. So then, <sighs> should we should we get the vampire stuff over with first, so that no, we like started out with the origin of the werewolf legend. Expunge yourself of the. No, I'll jump in the conversation. I love it. That's what I'm here for to talk. It's my, it's not my top of the list. What is the top of your list? I don't know. Yes, you do. No, I don't actually. UFOs. Yep. And Zach Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Sometimes Zach Baggins is not. <laughs> No, UFOs, but see, that's, UFOs are such a wide range topic. I mean, there's so many things you can jump into, um, unless we sat down and did like a show just completely dedicated, what, where, what, and where would we go with it? That would be like a 10 hour episode. Yeah, I mean, you could do like a three, yeah, you could do a bunch of parts to that, but you know, that's just a big project to tackle. I think the episodes we do, we kind of just wrangle it a little bit. Okay, we're going to do the werewolf. And then we're going to do vampires. Well, we are the best um, paranormal podcast out there, so. Are we? I think so. Listen to you, Rob. I know. Are we? No, I'm just wondering. I don't know. I don't know. Listen. (laughs) All 23 people out there that listen to us think we're the best. Are we up to 23 now? I was just going to say, it's pretty funny, because I was listening to a past episode about a week or so ago, and you were like, to all five people that listen to the show, (laughs) now we're up to 23 people. You know, it works. It does. does. It? <laughs> no, it does. You off your game tonight? I am. You it's, just... it's the vampires. They just suck the life out of me. That's what they uh... do. Uh... All right. We have to see how many references we can get into things like that during this episode. We're way past the part of We Are Parababble. I'm Jeff. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I'm part. Allison. Yeah, I'm Rob. AKA Allie, AKA Vampire Lover. Sparkly vampire lover. Not necessarily. Oh. Lestat was not sparkly. He was a right. kick-ass vampire. Who? Lestat. Rice. Look what? I, I thought you said the stat. Lestat. Yeah. Lestat. 
vampire stat. I somehow misheard you with these headphones that enhance everything that I hear. <laughs> Did you, right. see those mo- did you see that movie or no? Which one? The one that had Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. I never watched that one all the way through. It's pretty good, too. Was that the interview? The interview with the vampire, mm-hmm. yeah. It's based on an Anne Rice book. Couldn't get through it. You can't get through anything that has vampires in it. Are you going to be able to get through this episode? Yes, I will. <laughs> I do have some damning information against the vampires. Maybe we should make you a Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh. oh my god, this is going to be all I'm going to throw issue. vampire horror movies at you periodically throughout this episode to see if we could at least find one that was good. That okay. Alright. Lost Boys. That was okay. That was We're so- getting somewhere. It's a cult classic. It one is a cult classic. But it was not made. considered a cult classic when it came out. Well, of course not, because well, it needs mm-hmm. time to age. <laughs> it needed time to age, is right. It has to become a cult classic. But it's an awesome movie. It is now, and that's what they live off of. All of them. Well, maybe not Kiefer Sullivan. From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, that was a good one, too. Alright. How do you say no to that? Quentin Tarantino of all people. I liked it. That movie I liked. Got him. There we go. I did like that. <clears throat> Enough to watch part two. Right? There was a part two. Oh, yeah. And then enough to watch on El Rey, watch the series of Dust Till Dawn with... Um... Yeah, no. No? No. I didn't take it that far. I stopped because it sucked. Yeah. Usually, I... usually it does. <laughs> and I didn't mean it that way. It just sucked. <laughs> It lost me. It was a vampire thing. So yes, we'll go with Queen of the Dead. Nope. No, oh no. I've never seen it. What? Seen it? Nope. <sighs> Cheryl would be very upset. That's like one of her favorite movies. So what's why the f- isn't our vampire expert here? I don't know. Okay, so let's just take this and put the um, all right so- werewolf down because we opened up the show with that lovely piece werewolf? from <laughs> from that 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 read came from uh benjamin radford of uh live science he did a little piece but i guess we're gonna move over to the vampires because we keep hanging around on that so so you don't think vampires are badass i don't even think they're real did you ever hear about the countess elizabeth bathory who was convicted of killing 650 people yep Probably the biggest female serial killer in the history of the world. She's in the Guinness Book. No, because I didn't follow anything with vampires. She wasn't really a vampire, though, right? She drank blood. Okay. She bathed in it. So wait, so if you drink blood, you're a vampire? Well, it's debatable. Jeffrey Dahmer? There are people that nowadays drink blood that say that they are vampires. There's also energy vampires. That drain you of your energy. That I understand. So there's a couple different kinds of vampires. But this is why I got excited about this whole episode. Because when you think about vampires, everyone always thinks about Dracula. And then they always think about Vlad the Impaler as being the first. Mm -hmm. But he just basically killed a lot of people too. So if we're going to go along the lines of things like that, people that had these overly enthusiastic, you know, hang-ups about blood in general. Is that um, what it is? Well, I think that might have something or to the, do with it. Or the, the illusion that you might be able to stay young and live forever. Well, this could be why she died. So, she was born in 1560. August 7th, 1560. Um, she was part of a noble family from Hungary. And she killed at least 650 people that they know of. She actually kept a diary. 
that listed all of the people that she killed. So she was ahead of the curve. Oh, yeah. And they were all young maidens, mostly virgins. When they um, finally came and arrested her, there was various bodies in her home in varying stages of decay, barely alive, uh, dismembered, all, all sorts of loveliness. So she, like I said, is in the Guinness Book as being the most prolific female murderer. And it is a known fact that she bathed in their blood. Um, the story goes that basically she had a handmaiden that was working at her house that did something that displeased her. And she walloped her across the face, causing her nose to break. And blood splattered onto the Countess's face. And she thought that where the blood hit her made the skin look younger. So she started killing virgins and bleeding them dry and bathing in their blood. Was Which she sounds... drinking it at the time, though? Well, there's speculation that she did drink it. There is speculation that she did a lot of really strange things. But what they know to be fact is that she definitely bathed in it, thinking it would keep her youthful. 650 people. Yep. That they can say she killed. So what's that? And how old was she? She only lived for 54 years. And she spent so the what's last... what's our math on that? Well, she spent the last 10 years of her life in captivity. 54, so 44. So, yeah, in 44 years. So 44 years, and you got to figure, you got to take another 10 out because she was a young kid. And this is the 1500s. Yeah, so that's... people go missing. There aren't a lot of people in villages to begin with. So she had a 30-year killing spree of 650 people. Yeah. They were powerful family, though, right? They were yes. rich. So. Well, that's why she wasn't put to death. They said that anyone else that was convicted of her crimes would have obviously been put to death. Um, they said that she didn't even have to stand trial, pretty much. They basically just built a cell with no windows, no doors, and she was locked in it, and she died after 10 years of confinement. The only human contact that she had was when they would pass food under the door to her. So, so, she's... so without the blood, it couldn't keep her young. So eventually she died. Wow. But without the blood, she's just a crazy person. She wouldn't be considered in the vampire vein. You could say with the blood, she's also a crazy person. Well, she... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is vampire, are vampires crazy? But this is what I mean. The yeah. blood could have been keeping her from aging. And then once she didn't have it, she rapidly died. Because she was only 54 when she died. Could have. But nobody lived that long back then. Back in the, I mean, there's diseases, all kinds of stuff that you you pretty yeah. much can get wiped out with. They didn't have medicines to prevent diseases or anything like that. The common cold could have killed you. It is pretty old for what was it, 1500s? 50, well, yeah. She died in 1614. Yeah, that's pretty old for back then. But if she kept bathing in virgin blood, she probably could have lived longer. Think so? You're believing that, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll never know, will we? How well, many dead bodies are in your basement right now? There is a thing right now. They just found that they're taking, like they're taking blood of young mice and injecting in the older mice. And the older mice are having um, like these energy spurts. They're more alert. They're doing things that they wouldn't do. So this youth, youthful blood, we'll say, is um, keeping these older mice around a little longer. And there's a study, and this is like modern day, like this year, last year, it just came out, there was a report on that, that that blood that is injected into your system from a younger, you want to say youth, is keeping these older ones around. So 
You know, is there any truth to it? Mm, no, but that's what they found in mice. I can't see, like, you know, taking your blood because you're younger than me and then giving me a shot and I'll be like, hey, yeah, all right, let's go. No. Do you want to try it? <laughs> For the show? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> Rob, you in on this? Aye, aye, aye. Well, my blood's very old. Yeah, so, you are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there was a lot of superstition, though, around vampires, too. And people thought that this was a very real, real threat. And right? this is pre-Hollywood. Oh, yeah. This is, like, medieval times. Okay. And they did some pretty crazy crap to stop vampires from rising back up out of the grave. So some of the stuff that they did is that they buried people upside down because they thought that it would be harder for the vampire to turn around inside the coffin to get out. So they buried him upside down. Interesting. That totally makes sense. <laughs> um, Greek for- folklore uh, bodies were buried with a wax cross and a piece of pottery with the inscription, Jesus Christ Conquers. To keep them... Because they thought that would keep them at bay. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be able to turn. Um, some customs severed the tendons at the knees. So they couldn't walk? Yep. If they got out, they'd be crawling yep. around. Imagine having that job. Um, they would bury poppy seeds or millet or sand with the potential vamp so that if the vamp did wake up, they would spend all their time counting the seeds. A distraction? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. Isn't something leprechauns did? Um, there's also like Japanese culture that believes in that, too. Uh. It keeps the dead from wandering. Um, consumption was blamed on vampires because when they didn't necessarily know what consumption, what caused it, basically people just wasted away. And they thought that that had something to do with vampires. Um, But the first reported case of vampirism that I came across was in 1672. So there was a local named June Grando who died in 1656, but returned and began drinking blood from people and harassing his widow. The village leader ordered him to be staked, but that didn't kill him. So he was then beheaded, which finally did kill him. I think that would kill most people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of crazy because people in the town, they all knew he died and then they swore that he had come back and then they killed him again. So, hmm. Mass hysteria? Things that make you go, hmm. Could it have been a doppelganger or something like that. It could have just been a different dude. Kind of look like him, you know, slick back hair, real yeah. good looking. I mean, this was a long time ago. People didn't have cameras, they... So it looks like I'm coming around the corner in the shadows. You can't come out in the light. Whap. You're dead twice. Well, you're not really considered alive anyway if you're a vampire. You're considered dead to begin with. There's always been this possible mystique. I mean, the movie Nosferatu, people actually thought that the guy that was in that movie was a real vampire. Yep. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie, um, what's it called? Is it Shadow of a Vampire? Mm Mm-hmm. With John uh, Malkovich. I think so. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, them making that movie, yep. Nosferatu, yep, and they all like realize that the guy playing Nosferatu is a real vampire, something like that. Oh. I've seen Nosferatu, the original. That'd be the number two movie that I like. That's a vampire movie. Oh, Shadow of a Vampire. Shadow of a Vampire. <clears throat> I own it. What? Because um... <laughs> I thought it was a really twisted version of uh, you know but people, a vampire. People really did think that he was not right. The guy that was in that movie. Like, he did weird things on set. He wouldn't, like, be with the rest of the cast. 
Have you seen him? <laughs> he is not hanging out in the green room having food with other people. Well, that's what I mean. But, like, what was wrong with him? <laughs> he was really tall and creepy. We got lots of tall, creepy people around here in our world, don't we? Well, I think we have more people that are odd now than we ever have. So back then, that probably would have been like, really? oh, like a, oh my God moment. Like, oh, what is that? Oh, I'm an actor. You know, I think yeah. he only like a couple movies. I don't even know. He did like another movie, and then I think that was it. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, and did you ever see Bram Stoker's Dracula? Who's in it? It's the Keanu one. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Ooh. With Gary Oldman? Yeah. Oh. Funny hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But that book is pretty incredible. The, the book's probably better than the movie. Yeah. I might actually like the books better than the movie. You probably would like the book. Wow. Okay. So, where are we at here? Vampires. If we drink... Vampire. If we drink blood... What about drinking blood from a known vampire? How does a that work? A known vampire? Yeah. What's the mystique on that? It depends on what movie or TV show you're watching, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't there some type of thing in order to become a vampire? Yeah. You have to, you have to drink the blood of a vampire or something yeah. like that? And it only takes, like, what, a fourth of a cup? Well, there's different variations based of on... how it works. Right. You don't necessarily, like, rip someone's neck open. Numerous times. It's, it happens over gradually over the course of time. The more and more you consume it. The more likely you are to change. Some people say it just happens once. There's lots of different versions of that stuff out there. But there are a group of people that are actually very anemic that claim that they need to be drinking other people's bloods in order to survive. Why? Where? Where is that? That's happening like nowadays. Yeah, but what? Who in the science world is saying, yeah, that's good? You know what? Let's give them some blood. There's like secret underground clubs where really crazy stuff like this goes on. And if you are so severely anemic, you might need a blood transfusion at some point. So they claim that they're just bettering their health from drinking blood from donors. Hell no. And there are actually people that go to these places to donate their blood so that others can then drink it. You know what that's like? That's like the opposite version of being on a porn set and being a porn star and having the (laughs) chance of taking someone and getting HIV through blood. Well, I'm sure that they take very strict precautions about those things. Right, and the porn industry gets shut down all the time for it. So what's going on underground with these vampires that they're like, hey, Joey, you know, throw me a pint. Oh, did you get checked this month? Uh, I don't know. Who are you sleeping with? I don't know. Well, it's not like any Joe Blow could walk in off the street and go to these clubs. I would would imagine there's some high standards to this and, you know, occult status to it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. That's some bullshit, I think. There's also people that can't be out in the sun. That's a real condition. Well, that is a real condition. That's mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson thing, right? No. He could be out in the sun. His oh. skin just turned white, lost the pigment. Oh. But these okay. are people that literally the sun will burn their skin. Oh. Yeah. They blister up and stuff. It takes nothing, no time. I think I have that. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't remember what the exact name of it is, but I remember years ago reading about a story about a little girl who... Um, she was on like Reader's Digest or something that they were doing because they had like somebody had donated a whole playground in her backyard because she could never go to the park during the day because so she'd of, come she out had at this night? condition. Yep. So at night she would be able to go and use this park in her backyard because, you know, she had this very severe 
skin disorder. She comes out in the light and she disappears like the witch from the Wizard of Oz. Well, they blister right up. Yeah. It's like second and third that. degree burns immediately. Well, not immediately, but a couple hours and I'm done. Well, yeah, everybody has that. You I'm fair skinned too. I use SPF 50. <laughs> I'll go to the beach and I'll like have two layers on. Look like a ghost. And I'll burn underneath. <laughs> well, use... maybe you should go get checked out for that genetic disorder. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You've been staring at my neck. Stop that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I think it's just. I think it's a cult status thing. Like when you really get in, and the anemic thing makes sense because there are lots of people who are anemic. And even when you're older, you know, I, it's so funny. One of my friends, uh, um, his family member right now, they're going through a blood transfusion. They need one because they want to do it. My mom went through that because their blood was so bad. Not enough oxygen, whatever the deal may be. So, yeah, you could be that and just call yourself a vampire. Or you could be one of them sickly people that grew up your whole life being anemic going, oh, you know what, let's take an angle on this. I'm going to be a vampire. Yeah, well, I mean, if it comes down to taking an iron pill every day or having a couple shots of... A donor's blood and being able to dress in period clothing. And... I think it depends on how hipster and steampunk you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't know that. It's all underground. That's true. That's why it's hipster. So do you think the whole idea of being a vampire is a cult thing? Or is there any legitimate... Well, I don't think that people are living forever. I mean, I definitely don't think that that's... The real part of it. But are people drinking other people's blood? Oh, I'm sure. People out there are weird. Oh, yeah. Super freaky. And, I mean, I wouldn't put it past somebody to be doing that. I, no. Well, I'm not saying I would ever do it, but... It happens. You've done it to yourself. Have you ever cut yourself and sucked your finger until it stopped bleeding? Yeah, but I'm not drinking a glass on the rocks of blood. <laughs> That's how blood. it starts. That's how it starts, yeah. You develop a taste. <laughs> yeah. Next, you know, your friend falls and scrapes his knee. Let me get that for you. Yeah. And then you're you're moving on. It's like red wine. You start out with the sweet stuff and you move <laughs> to the dryer. I don't I, I don't know. I just, I think it's right up there with well, the whole... Well, people eat other blood. people. I mean, you know... That's because they're crazy. Cannibals. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's really so hard to people. imagine, but at the same level, people do it. Uh, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, crazy people are vampires then. Well, I yeah. think modern-day vampires are not immortal. They're just out there drinking blood. And they're getting their teeth put on or shaved sharp. Yeah, I almost did that. Not, like, literally, but, you know, like, when we go to, like, the Paracons and, like, all that kind of stuff, there is a guy that used to do the one in Syracuse oh, yeah. that would yeah, do the yeah. implants. Like, he would actually take... You'd sit there in the chair and he'd do a model of your mm-hmm. teeth, and then he would make the two fang implants. And you could pop them on and off. That's normal. I kind of wanted to do it. That's fun. But I already have like two pointy incisors anyway. That's people do that for fun. I could just be really cool. I could look like this. And then when you're done with the Paracon or whatever you're doing or Halloween, you go, I'm going to put them back in the case and put them away. I don't know. Not these other people. I like to go grocery shopping with them on. Do like regular stuff and see if anyone would notice. Well, that's fun too. (laughs) I have a friend who has her teeth, her two incisors on the side are naturally sharp. And we used to rag on her all the time and she do it on purpose she's like no that's just the way they are and when she smiles they are two fangs and I'm like wow that's kind of cool but she doesn't go around wanting to drink blood and stuff well she might not be her thing I don't know but you know I don't think that you can you can't say 100% that these types of things don't occur because people are nuts do you think 
it's like an experimental thing. People are like, hey, this would be kind of well, cool or I think posh. It's, I think it's a couple things. I think, first of all, you're always going to have that weird outlaying group of people that are trying to find something to fit in with. You know, and when you talk about like gothic people and emo people, usually it's because they feel outside of society. So if you found a group of people that thought like you and felt like you, and if they just happen to drink blood, um, I think you could be sucked into that. <laughs> now, drinking blood, is that the only thing that qualifies them? Um, well, I, In their world? I think there's some other nuances that probably go along with that. Um, virgins, chickens. They have to own all five Twilight movies on DVD. Hey, don't beat up the Twilight movies. <laughs> Alright. I, I don't know what, what they would be. To, I, I mean, obviously the biggest thing when you think of uh, a Dracula or a vampire is the drinking of blood. We should have I, gotten... think it's, I think it's culty. It's kind of like a culty thing. Like, if you're looking for a group to fit in with and you find a group that you feel comfortable with, then, then you kind of do the same things that that group does. We should have found one of these underground cult vampire They wouldn't let us in. We're too normal? We wouldn't yes. want to go in. We would just want one of them to come and... No. So we could have an interview with the vampire. <laughs> no, because no. then the whole entire time they'd just be sizing us up, thinking about Dinner. which one of us would taste the best. Yeah. Put barbecue hey. sauce on him. What? Hey. That was a little scary. <laughs> but I do think that there's something to this whole psychic vampire thing, too. The one that sucks you mentally? Oh, yeah. I do think that people can drain your energy. Psychic vampire sounds way crazier than it actually is. Well, you know, Michelle Belarage, who used to be on Paranormal State every once in a while. She's mm-hmm. written a couple of books. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she claims to be a vampire and psychic vampire. Um, of course. Yeah. Well, maybe not her necessarily, but she did a whole documentary on that. She actually did, like, they showed the energy exchange using some kind of meter and it's been a long time since I've seen it so I don't know if it was necessarily an EMF or something like that or a K2 but it's definitely something that's out there too and people go to these places these gatherings where there's givers and takers so there's people that give energy and people that need to absorb it they give away the energy Mm -hmm. and people have said that you know if they're receiving the energy they feel energized afterwards they feel like they're in better health so the way I, always, I don't know I say, the way I always look at like a psychic vampire is that person that like you go into work or something and they're you're in a decent mood and they're just like such a negative Nancy and they just bring everybody else down around them but do they know intentionally that they're doing that no see these are people, people that know what they're doing and they're doing it intentionally yeah, most people, I would say, don't realize when they walk into room. I, uh, the one job I had, a uh, lady would walk in the room, and the room would literally get darker. <laughs> and you would just feel like the air just go, like you went into a vacuum seal. And I couldn't figure it out for the longest time, but every time she entered the room, I became more alert to it. And it was exactly what I thought it was. It was someone getting, you know, walking into the room where all that energy just went right and it sucked the life out of you. And then from that point on, it was it was fun to battle in my mind with it. You know, be super positive and try to say something <laughs> super great to her. But it never it never changed the the the, the 
static energy of negativeness around her. Yeah. It was just like, ugh. And it just totally amazed me because we always say we can run into, we see these people sometimes, they're all like the negative Nancys. This was like the biggest one I've ever met in my life. And I was just like, oh my, now I know exactly what people are talking about when someone comes in the room and sucks you dry. Yes. Um, Michelle Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually written two books. She's written a lot of books, but two specifically on this, if anybody is interested in learning more. She wrote The Psychic Vampire Codex, which is a manual for magic and energy work. And she also wrote Vampires in Their Own Words, an anthology of vampire voices. So, if you are out there and you want to know more about the whole psychic energy vampire phenomenon, um, she would probably be a good person to look up and read some stuff up on. Like I said, I only knew of her from when she was on Paranormal State. Right. And also when she was, um, she had done that documentary. So, I don't remember offhand what it was called, but I found it to be pretty interesting. Vampires. Can we jump back to the blood-sucking part of a vampire? And we'll go back into this negative thing. (laughs) Because I found a really cool little paragraph, and at the end of it, it just kind of made me giggle. And it, just, and it puts light on the whole situation that I think it's all bullshit. I wanted to know how to, like if I went to a club or met somebody, like, hey, how do I turn into a vampire? Well, there was this little thing in it, you know, it would never happen with me. To get turned into a vampire, you need to do a simple exchange of blood with a vampire. Even just a fourth of a teaspoon of blood is more than enough blood to turn you into a vampire. Unlike how this is portrayed in movies, there is no need to drain someone of their blood to the point of death when turning into a vampire. Any person that claims they are a real vampire and says that they have to drain you to the point of death to turn you into a vampire is a poser and should be avoided. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world because everybody who goes into this occult world to be a vampire is a poser. I feel like going to a nightclub and getting turned into a vampire. I'm just using that. That's something that sad. happened in the 90s. It doesn't happen anymore. Oh, they don't. we don't rock it up. We don't yeah. go clubbing and take ecstasy, and next thing you know, you're waking up, like and two fang marks. Yeah. Yeah, I just, 90s thing. I just found the person that wrote this, and you're a poser if you do this. Yeah. You know, there's other ways to become a vampire. No. Yeah. Poser. Poser. Go, you biting your lip, are you? So how about werewolves? No. Oh, you're just listening? Huh? I'm just listening. So yeah, but psychic. We can go back to psychic vampires. How about werewolves? I would really like to meet a vampire, though. Me? So if we, if there's any vampires that listen to our show, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, Parababble. We're at Parababble on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, Parababblepodcast at gmail dot com. Send your hate mail. Vampires? They're going to roll up outside of the studio and be like a shadow? If you are wearing like mechanic boots with eight inch heels, um, black tight leather pants, a frilly white shirt. The long black Yeah, the duster. We can take dusters too. I have one Um, of those, but anyway. If you have super sharp fangs and super sharp nails. um, What are the nails for? You can't sparkle. Yeah, no sparkly is allowed. They can cut you. They can cut you Um, and taste you. But seriously, if you're out there and you claim to be a vampire, drop us a line so we can get a first-hand account of what it's like yeah. for you. We and want, I will call you bullshit, we but want, we'll we'll welcome you. We I won't call you bullshit. Jeff might, and Rob will be undecided. Because <laughs> that's the way it goes. <laughs> after a conversation. No, it's bullshit. Okay, go ahead. 
Vampires. Okay, so if there's any vampires out there, please still contact us so you can bite both Rob and Jeff to show that you actually will do these things. Because I already believe that you will. So. They could try, but they couldn't get in the Parametal Studios because they're not invited. <laughs> well, I'm, oh. I'm inviting them. <laughs> please bring them in. I'm calling them out. So, you believe in vampires? Um, I believe in certain parts of vampirism. You believe in the practice? Yes. I don't believe that people turn immortal and live forever. Well, what about Granny Mamora at 110 years old? She's it's, not living forever. She's not living forever. <laughs> she's still up there. Yeah, but that's not forever. Vampires claim to be like 500 years old. And looking like they're 30. Yeah, you ever seen the originals? Come on. You know what that's all about? <laughs> That's about their ever, mamas dropping them on their head when the they were a little baby and their shit ain't right anymore. You ever watch that show? What show? The Originals? No. Vampire Diaries? Nope. True Blood? Nope. Oh my god, True Blood was really that good too. Seen. Oh. It wasn't really good though. What? Oh no, my god. I need another female on this show. It's, yeah, you do. You need to balance this one out like because... The first season was good and then it was just like... <whistles> Nosedive. It was horrible. So Dracula with Bella Lugosi, that was okay. I'm Do not it. talking anymore about this. It hurts my heart. Can we talk about werewolves then? Sure, why not? Don't let it bleed out. Okay. Do you guys know where all the werewolves are now? I don't care. Werewolves. They're, they're crap. No, they're they don't not. exist. They're totally real. Remember the werewolf in Brazil? What? Did you just say they're totally real? Yeah. I swear to God, we're gonna have we're gonna go it's, fisticuffs over this. It's a hippie with long hair. It's just you know. Yeah, that hasn't bathed in a week. <laughs> it just howls. You remember the the video that we found when we were doing the uh, the news yeah. episode of mm-hmm. the werewolf in Brazil? Yep. He looked like the classic Wolfman. It was a CCTV footage of him in Brazil. So let me get this straight. You actually believe that there are people that when the full moon hits turn from humans into wolves and go through and murder and kill people and then wake up naked the next morning and don't have any re- recollection of what they did. Wasn't that the Hulk? It was also the Hulk. Except he didn't need a full moon it's just when he gets angry. He didn't get hairy, he just turned green. Yeah. Sorry. Totally sidelined there for a minute. Something weird is going on in Wisconsin and Minnesota. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Do you believe that? <laughs> Oh, I believe something weird is going on in Wisconsin and Minnesota. <laughs> there are over 200 witnesses that claim they've seen a beast man. Not the guy from He-Man, but like the werewolf. Beast man. Well, you know what? There's how many people that claim that they've seen Bigfoot, and I still call BS on that. So 200 people does not impress me. Bigfoot's real. No, he's not. He comes through a portal. We've yes. been through this already. I know. I disagreed. I said he probably wasn't. <laughs> so we so, got 200 people so going, damn it all. I watched a documentary on this. I think it was Monster Quest. <laughs> if you want to call that that, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote down, I didn't actually... I just face-palmed when you tried to say that Monster Quest was a legit documentary. They have real writers. <laughs> I, I took some notes as I watched this documentary. Oh, my God. And? And, uh, well, here's the notes. Now, I didn't actually write these notes or type these notes. I said these notes, and so they're they're a little different. Are you so, going to read them just as they came out? I can. Oh, my God, please Because I just said these as, as I was do. watching, and I just said these. So I wrote down, I didn't write down, these notes are some of the witnesses that they they interviewed during this documentary. In 1994, in Honey Creek, Wisconsin, 
There was a couple out on a Friday night coming home from a fish fry. <laughs> While driving over a bridge, they saw a large werewolf with dark reddish hair and black eyes. It jumped over the bridge and ran away. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought they were like either brown or black. I didn't know that we had it was gingers. Like, it was a, yeah, it was a ginger werewolf. That's why ginger I said I was like, that's, that's a little... <laughs> he just went to the parlor yeah. and got his stuff done yeah. up, you know. He's out on the town. Werewolves of Wisconsin. Okay. So we got a ginger. And there's hundreds of sightings near or around Bray Road, which is why we get the, the Beast of Bray Road. You I was just going to say the Beast of Bray yeah, Road. So this is him. This is him. So um, in 2004, so, so this is a while later, this is 10 years later, a group of three young people went looking for the beast. They were in the woods and they saw a large group of three werewolves drinking water by a creek. One of the beasts started to walk towards them and then they ran away. It was daytime. That was the interesting thing about this one. It was they daytime. They saw daytime. Yeah, so this full moon, no, no mention And of they that. go looking for the beast and don't have a camera. Yep. And when they find it, they run away. Well, they were just, they were stripping it down. They weren't using technology. They were just going to use, you know... The method of telling oral stories down, pass it down the line. They didn't have to take pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had my hands up like, are you kidding me right now? Hey, there's more of these, okay? In 2006, a hunter on Mount Bailey Road saw a large werewolf cross the road and jump about 12 feet in a single bound, just like Superman. Oh my god, he was spring Hill Jack. Exactly. <laughs> Springfield where's, Jack is now turned into the werewolf. Our, where's our fireball when we need it? <laughs> Do we know hunters that don't drink? Well, no. <laughs> Go Some on. Some people believe it's a possible black bear or timber wolf standing on hind legs just to screw with people. Oh, yeah, because it's got that much intelligence. Hey, guys, check it out. Woo! No. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, just to screw with people, I think, is what I added in there. Oh. Is my little I'm sorry. comment. Um, when the creature... <laughs> yeah. When, when I, this voice recognition thing didn't work out. When is creatures who walk on their hind legs, it's never for very long and they're very clumsy, which is unlike the eyewitness descriptions of these creatures that they've been seeing. They weren't clumsy. They were, they were running. They were hightailing it. They were new. Could they be, you know. Lichens are known for their agility. Yes. they, They were very agile. But it's bullshit. Can they be like the dog man? Well, yeah, that's this kind dog of man too. Yeah, they're kind of the same thing. They're one and the same. Dog okay. man, werewolf, they're in the same family. Do they wear so trench like coats? Sort of like the vampires and the chupacabras. Smoke cigarettes? Nope. Blood sucking hmm. beasts. Also in 2006 in Michigan now, a couple in their car at one in the morning saw what they described as the dog man approaching their car they were like pulled over on the side of the road and so he started coming towards the car and they left everyone's why would you leave it. everyone's leaving the wolf man and the dog man <sighs> when he's coming around they're leaving do you think with their little paws and arms they're going to punch the window in I don't know maybe he just wants a milk bone don't they have like T-Rex syndrome <laughs> oh my god I wish I had a camera right now <laughs> both of you with your little tiny arms trying to maneuver <laughs> Oh my god, I can't scratch the, my back. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> Try to make the bed. 
<laughs> so there's some hunters in this documentary. Of course there are. And they were they were out looking. Pass me the Jameson. For the werewolf. Because the Did one hunter... Did they have a southern accent? No. They didn't. Then I don't believe that they were actually hunters. <laughs> they were just in the forest. They were in the forest. Because one of them claimed that he had seen the wolfman five times. Were they the actual people or were they actor portrayals of... This documentary was interesting because it appeared as though they had the real people portraying themselves in reenactments and they were really bad actors even though they were acting as themselves it was hilarious because like they they did the one of the the three kids who saw the werewolves by the the creek and you just see the kids like walking up to the werewolves by the creek and they're like oh let's get out of here and then they turn around and ran really clop 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 Mm -hmm. So so this guy this hunter who says that he saw the werewolf five times? He doesn't actually believe that it's a werewolf, though. Is it a Bigfoot? Is it a young maybe Bigfoot? Maybe he's a Bigfoot. Some people say maybe he's Bigfoot. You know, it's not a werewolf. Maybe he's a Bigfoot. But they claim he has like a large snout with like sharp teeth, so it doesn't sound like Bigfoot. Um, he does. He thinks it might be a bear or something like that. So the hunters in the documentary went looking for him, and they came upon this big field of sawgrass. Which is just like super sharp grass where there were evidence of an animal that was having laid around there, which is odd because the sawgrass is like a saw, it's really sharp. So it could cut you and it would cut an animal up like that. So they were like walking around the sawgrass because there was like a big indent and they found a piece of hair and they collected it for DNA evidence. And then they waited until the very end of the episode to say it was just a brown bear. <laughs> but it was a brown bear. So so their evidence was true. Yeah. Oh, there was another guy, though, that had a... There was this dude in a wolf shirt who also... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say there was a dude in a wolf shirt? Yeah, he had a werewolf shirt. Well, then that proves it right there. Yeah. He also reported seeing the dog man just chilling out in the woods with his arm over a log. The man made eye contact with the dog man and then was like, just drive away now. And he drove away. He didn't say here, boy? Yeah. In 2003, a Wisconsin man driving by the cemetery saw a six-foot hairy wolf werewolf creature standing in the cemetery with his foot on the top of a stone. He described it as having 80s hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's messed up. I had 80s hair. (sighs) And now all these witnesses that I just told the stories for yeah. in this Monster Quest documentary, they had them take lie detector tests. Oh, of course. They passed, right? Every single one of them passed. Well, yeah, because if you truly believe you saw what you saw, you're going to pass. Mm-hmm. There you go. My question is, if you're the dog man or a werewolf, do you pee standing up? Or do you do like you do with like the hind legs, so you like mark your territory like a dog. Yeah, but most of these people saw them what standing up. Yeah, they were all standing up. I mean, was it like a a baby learning to walk? You know, trying no, to. They were. They, they were so like, they were just like brooding along in the yep. forest, and like, hey, check it out, humans. Yep. Oh, hang on, I gotta take a leap. Do they stand up? Do they kneel? I gotta rest against this log. I gotta rest against this log and say, hey, what's up? What yeah. you doing in my house? That's what the one was doing, just chilling. No. No. Do you want to know how to become a werewolf? Is it... You get bit by one? 
Um, no, I don't even... Usually, I, don't even well, I won't that. live to see the tape for that one, right? I don't even have that on the list. You, you want to hear some of the crazy things that people think you can become a werewolf by doing? Sure. Oh, entertain us. Um, you can strip down naked and put on a belt made of wolf skin. Makes sense. That'll transform you. Uh, you can get a magic solve. So, I don't know where you're going to get that from. Hopefully you know a witch that can make you have oh, some... magic what? Slav. Solve. Like the... It's like lotion. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Like, you know. So you can get werewolf lotion and it'll turn you into a werewolf. Yeah. You oh. have to get it from a person that knows how to make it, but yeah, you can get it. Um, this one was really interesting. Drinking rainwater out of the footprint of a wolf. I've heard of that one. Mm. So you got to go out after the fresh rain and yeah. find a wolf print and siphon the water out and, and drink it. I hate when that happens by accident, too. And then the best mm-hmm. one that I came across was a belief that came from France and Germany. Um, and basically, if you sleep outside on a Wednesday or a Friday with the full moon shining right on your face, you will turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. They did studies with the full moon. When, you know, the big rumor is, you know, oh, here it's a full moon, all the crazies are out, paramedics, cops, it just seems to be really active. And they say they did a really intense um, study on that and they found no evidence that that had uh, any bearing. I work in human services, and I beg to differ that there's no correlation. I also disagree with that. <laughs> it depends where you're at. Um, but what about the guy in 1852 that thought he was a werewolf? Did you hear about this guy in France? No. So there's this documented case of this man who was admitted to an asylum in France in 1852, and he claimed to transform into an animal with cloven feet and sharp fangs, and that his body would be covered with long hair. He wanted a diet of raw meat, and the people at the hospital indulged this, thinking that, like... This ought to be fun? Well, if, you know, is he really going to do it, you know, when faced with it? And he didn't eat it, because he told the staff it wasn't rotten enough. Um, and he basically, like, went so far as to be so distraught over living with this condition that he begged them to kill him. Um, but he didn't... They didn't kill him. He just eventually died in the asylum. You know, the subject matter tonight is just all crazy. And this actually reminds me. So we were talking about the Underworld movies earlier. Mm-hmm. I remember when that movie came out on DVD. There was an extra on the DVD. It was a documentary where they went around interviewing people who really truly believed that they were vampires and werewolves. And I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I do remember... Like, them interviewing one of these werewolf guys, and, like, they asked him if he could transform, and he's like, oh, I can transform right now, it will, if if I wanted to. He's like, but you wouldn't want me to. <laughs> and so he didn't. <laughs> Don't, please, no, stop, go. What? <laughs> but some people think that this whole idea came around because of the genetic disorder where people grow hair all over their body. Yeah, like those people in South America. Is that called, uh... Mexico. Hypotriacus or something like that. They used to have people in sideshows because of things like that. Let's look up on the They probably still do. I know some hairy ladies too. No matter what they did, I don't know any hairy guys. And it covers their whole entire face, arms, whole entire bodies. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to live that way. What about the. Back in the medieval day with the peasants, and they got that ear gut infection on the grains from the wheat and rye. That was also another scientific explanation of the werewolf. Um, it was a fungus that grew 
in the grains in the wet season and after cold winters, and it produced a chemical related to LSD. People would start flipping out. Um, Self-control was out the window. They were, it had like um, all different side effects close to the LSD. Um, and as the more that they ate this, you know, people would start getting crazier and crazier. And the outcome of all of this ear gut infection, um, people started going to like this hallucination and had horrible visions of being attacked by tigers, snakes, and turning into beasts. However, ergot contamination is not sufficient enough as a single cause to explain this. Werewolf appearances have been reported from other parts of the world where ergot infections are rare. So, there's the other thing, like you said, um, the potions, or the, the creams, um, belladonna or nightshade, that could produce hallucinations. So, like, I couldn't go to a Walmart and get the werewolf lotion? Walmart, yes. Okay. Walgreens, no. Well, supposedly, if you turn into a werewolf, you can be cured by wolfsbane. But that's also a very toxic thing, so hmm. it might kill you. So Either it's one of the, it's a double-edged, it's a right. double-edged sword there. Hypertrichosis. Hypertrichosis. Also known as werewolf syndrome. That's the disease with all the hair. Werewolf? Werewolf. Oof. Oof. Werewolf. Werewolf? Werewolf. 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 I think that's it. I think it's all <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I think it's really ridiculous that like when we have these kind of very commercialized topics that we like don't even bother. Is it because we've heard it too much? We're like, nah. It's crap. Or crap it's just, right off the Or it's just part of the whole crap right you know, the whole the syndrome of like crap that we've been fed our whole lives. Throughout yeah. history, people had nothing better to do with their time. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I think they've just been overplayed vampires, and especially vampires, but werewolves too. Well, all these movies. Well, yeah, it's definitely been overplayed. But if you really want to take a look at the basis of all this, is it? I mean, is there any? Do we believe that there's any truth to someone being able to be a vampire or a werewolf? I don't know. I don't know. No. Don't Side know. note: You know what really pisses me off is all these TV shows where there's like werewolves and they just look like like underwear models and they never turn into werewolves they're teen just wolf? like they're just like yeah i'm a werewolf oh. no no what about the original teen wolf michael j fox yes. well he was turning into a werewolf and playing Styles. basketball you know so i like that movie. he was doing something the werewolves nowadays in movies and tv shows are just like yeah i'm a werewolf but you never see them turn into werewolves they're just full of shit well, that's something. <laughs> so, werewolf versus vampire, who wins? Rob? Werewolf. Jeff? Unless it's the GQ model werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to go with um, the vampire. Or, I would say the vampire, but he would have to get in quick and put a bite into him. F him up or something. Drain him blood. I don't know. I'm, 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 for some reason, I want to say the vampire, because if he does get in the losing end of it, he can just turn into a bat. Be gone. I'm going to say that neither one of them survived because the Winchester brothers come in and kill them all. <laughs> Good point. Me smacking my head. What season are you on, Jeff? <laughs> I've kind of slowed up a little bit um, because it's unbelievable. <laughs> We've ended an episode like this before, I think. <laughs>
at Parabattle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ParabattlePodcast at gmail.com. If you're a vampire or a werewolf, remember, use the buddy system. Drop us a line. Let us know who wins in a bare knuckle brawl. You don't necessarily have to be a werewolf in London either. Anywhere would be sufficient. I think the werewolf would stand to fight. Right? He would stand up to fight. We should ask yeah. Josh Gates who would win. We should. We have an answer. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't on our poll. Nope, not on our bracket.